Hey, Michelle, we've got a special guest here. Gavin Newsom is the Lieutenant Governor of California. Yes, He's Penny. running uh-huh. for governor. Uh, uh, Gavin, why are you in politics? Why do you want to do that? I do, do that? Are yeah, you, I mean, I just, it's, it's not no, an easy job. I know, but I'm a Sarge Shriver Democrat. You forget about him because he was the Kennedy Sarge you forgot about Sarge. No, I am. I know. I know Eunice Nobody Shriver. About the right. But remember, Sarge Shriver is the one who you know was he never held elected office. Yeah. Probably had more impact on the 20th century than anyone who was ever in elected office. Uh, started the Peace Corps, Legal Aid to the Poor, wow. Vista, Head Start. Uh, he was the one that led the war on poverty in 64 to 68 when we actually pulled one out of three people out of poverty. And of course, he and his wife founded the Special Olympics. Yeah. Uh, in that sense of idealism in the 60s, yeah. uh, of standing up for ideals, striking out against injustice is yeah. my why. Now, what is it? Okay, now, obviously, uh, Sarge Shriver and the Kennedys are very wealthy people. What is it that made wealthy people, they don't do that anymore these days so much, uh, decide to be of public service like that. Because there was nobility in public service. Yeah. It was about recognizing, you know, there's no leak on your side of our boat, right? We mm-hmm. rise and fall together. You can't live a good life, Aristotle said, in an unjust society. And I think people recognize the commonwealth. Uh, they recognized our fundamental sort of interdependence, you know, and that's lost in our politics today. It's sort of a scarcity framework. There was a framework of abundance back then. Yeah. uh, That, you know, and, and now it's, you know, I got mine. Yeah. Because people are fearful and they're just holding on to their patch, their piece of the pie. And that's our politics of polarization. And it's obviously hyper acute now more than ever. And that's more than fair ever. enough. I mean, I think that everybody has the reason to be afraid right now, especially in the climate that we're in. It's frightening. Yeah. And, yeah. and you being a longtime advocate of the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot I of did letters. It in one breath. You certainly I'm did. Impressed. Um <laughs> It, more now than ever, the community is scared. Yeah. And they're scared of us reverting. Well, it's interesting. You know, I, I was reminding folks, you know, in 1967, blacks couldn't marry whites in 16 states in this country until Richard Loving uh, decided to step up and step in after falling in love with Mildred Jeter. Uh, and rather than rolling over to being literally kicked out of the state or were sentenced to prison for one year for the audacity of saying I do, he decided to fight and went to the Supreme Court. But when the Supreme Court unanimously overturned, those laws against interracial marriage it didn't end racism in this right. country right. any more than marriage equality has ended homophobia in this country. There's sort of no having made it as it relates to discrimination. So it's, you know, we have to constantly uh, remind people of the work that has been done and sort of our proud past as it relates to the successes, but recognize that we've got a lot of work to do because people are still incentivized for bad behavior. You've got folks like Donald Trump that try to divide communities uh, in order to advance and favor from a small group of folks that can advance his political career. And that's a frame of, of consternation that we all have is that we all could be so easily exploited. Uh, and we have to, I think, move past the obvious, which is these divisions in order to advance the common good. And I think that's a big part of what I've always tried to do as mayor San Francisco. I grew up in San Francisco, fourth generation San Franciscan. I, you know, I saw the, in the travails of the LGBTQ community. I saw it as a young kid as it relates to HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. and uh, the response to that from a health perspective. I, I watched his friends suffer and lost their lives. I had the privilege of being part of the domestic uh, partnership movement back in the early days where United Airlines was threatening to move out of the Bay Area, where Catholic charities pulled away from our homeless service programs. And uh, I watched Howard Dean step up on 
civil unions and people thought he was a radical. And it sort of built a narrative for me uh, and a sense of expectation and optimism that ultimately led in 2004 to uh, my privilege of being mayor and the opportunity to marry 4,036 couples from 46 states and six countries in that winter of love, as we refer to it, February of 2004. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there was so much promise, too. I mean, you think about San Francisco and the summer of love, and you think about the progressives in San Francisco, but there's a certain... Uh, uh, apathy in the system that is uh and and you see it in young people who are who don't want to get involved because you think it's they're all corrupt yeah how do we turn that around how do we get people excited about being part of the the uh, system to make things better well you know you don't have to submit to the status quo meaning you don't have to in, in interject yourself into the existing system you can change the system it's a dialectic. You know, it's interesting. I, a diuretic? A diuretic. I mean, I'm all, I'm all in if it's You're a diuretic. Yeah. No, I don't even know where to go on that. All I know is I was telling these young folks the other day, I, you know, it's just interesting. We were, you know, we, we were reflecting this is an important year. And a couple, you know, a month or so ago was the 50th anniversary of Dr. King's assassination. Um, and, you know, we were reflecting on the life and times of not the former president of the United States, Martin Luther King. He never held a day in elected office, but he changed the world. Cesar Chavez here in California was never governor. We're not celebrating former governor Cesar Chavez Day. People like Gandhi, he never became prime minister, changed the world. My point is you don't need to be something to do something. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to be part of that system to ultimately change the world. And I think what we need to recapture is people are so consumed by, well, one day if I'm this, then I can do that. Right. As opposed to recognize they have that capacity within them that moral authority, not the formal authority, the capacity to find their voice, to be truly authentic, to live their lives with the kind of authenticity uh, that you, you know, preach and practice. And that's why I'm honored to be here with you. That is so fundamental in terms of advancing the change that we're all trying to promote. But everybody has that as long as they have the courage to recognize it and to step up and step out and step into that debate. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and learning, getting... Uh, uh, voter be, registration yeah. well, that's what I was just ask. would be the, a good start too. How important is it? And I know this sounds ignorant, but it's important to ask. How important are the midterm elections? I mean, it's so profound. I mean, it's off the charts, particularly in this context that the expectations have been set that the Democrats are going to win. And imagine if we actually lost. Yeah. Well, we with can. The expectation, obviously, which yeah. you know, we're very good at in the yeah. past. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the dilemma we're in today. Yes. But imagine that in this environment with Donald Trump and the empowerment he would feel uh, with that and the fact that there's zero accountability now yeah, in zero. this country. They have given up. We don't the know. The leadership of the Republican Party has just given up yeah. on exactly. accountability. Yeah. And we don't know how, we sit here on this podcast and often surmise and we sit here and go, I, I'm, and I asked my husband because my husband's fully involved. I don't understand how all this stuff that we're seeing with our own eyes has been proven. Every day somebody's quitting, every day he's been, so corrupt that we are a joke to the rest of the world at this time. Mm -hmm. How is he still in office? Because Go. he's able to, I mean, it's, it's, it's this sort of moving from tweet to tweet, moving you from one thought to the next thought. It's this sort of whirling dervish of a presidency. And it's like chasing rabbits. Yeah. And no one's sort of pausing. We're running always to that shiny new object of which he's able to tweet three or four times a day. Yeah. And so there's no concentration of focus 
because we immediately are shifting our focus yeah. based upon the whim of a president that knows how to manipulate the broader uh, consciousness of this country. But what about all the smart men, allegedly, that are in there with, like, are they more concerned with holding the majority than yes, they are power. with- consumes mm -hmm. right it consumes how do you sleep at it's night I, I don't know i mean that's a legitimate and by the way all the, these are these are all future ex-politicians that are all going to go back and look at that moment and say i could have would have should have right mm -hmm. and shame on them they're right. all part of the problem they're all complicit in some ways with all due respect we knew what we were getting with trump they're more complicit than yeah. Trump because they you know most of these folks i think know better oh yeah mm -hmm. but they're not doing better right mm -hmm. and that's pure political expediency. It's about them. It's not about you. It's not about us, nor is it about the founding fathers and the Constitution of the United States and the principles that we tend to expound around the rest of the world. And those values have been completely lost and, yeah. and completely gutted by uh, the current occupants in, the, in Congress. And it's just a damn shame. But again, the way we can change that is to step up, step in, register, get out and vote. Your vote matters in this context. Billionaires, people with all kinds of influence and power, people that are the most famous celebrities in the world, their vote matters exactly as much as your vote. Yep. It's the game-changing equal liberal. You know, we're completely equal yeah. on but, election but day then, as it relates to our individual But vote. then you, the, the last election, you think about, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton got the popular one. And this yeah, is she what won. The, This is what causes a lot of the apathy, by the way, too, is that she won the popular vote, but how, but mm -hmm. the other, and so people like me think, well, what's the, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point if they're going to get in there anyway? Well, the point is in those three or four states where we're 68,000 short, we've got to do better in Wisconsin and do better. And there's also that and <laughs> make sure that, our, you know, yeah, that the election systems are sound. But again, it, just you can't succumb to cynicism. There's too much at stake. Right. This nation's at stake. Yeah. People, I mean, it's jaw dropping the injustices that are perpetuated on a daily basis by this administration. Each and every day, there's something so extraordinary yeah. that in any other normal circumstance, it would consume three or four months of mindshare in this country, yet it's so normalized. And so people can't be bought, bought into that cynicism. They have to reconcile. We did it in 08. Right? Yeah. Change yeah. starts bottom up, all these self-organizing communities coming together. Yes, we can. And it, it and it advanced a sense of optimism that the power is really power of the people, not the power of special interests. And we can take that back. We can bring that back. And I think this November, boy, demonstrably it needs to. Well, you know, we, we've talked about how disappointed we are in the Republican Party, but I've got to say I've been disappointed in the Democratic Party because you think, you know, where are the ex Democratic extremists who are, you know, or where are the badass bitches who in the Democratic Party who are really, who, who can really go after, you know, go toe to toe, head to head with that same ridiculousness that's coming from the, the Republican Party. Yeah, well, you get Bernie Sanders, who is an independent, or was yeah, he Yeah, he's still an independent. Interesting, right? I know. B bizarre. Yeah. But yeah, right. you get somebody like him, who I definitely get what he's saying. I Sometimes too extreme sometimes to be voted in, obviously. But he's the kind of power and energy. Rachel Maddow, she's another one. She's uh, yeah. so fucking Love brilliant. Her. Like, no, I can't. Every night, you'll understand exactly what's happening just by listening or watching Rachel. Mm -hmm. Somebody like that with that tenacity. Van Jones, another one. Yep. Tenacity. Cory Booker. These are people, for the most part, yep. not, not, but these are no, people that we need 
Those are our bulldogs. Those are the people that we need. I couldn't understand what you were saying because you, did you have your lips done? No, it's just pump, pumping gloss. I love that. Oh, I'll, I'll let you. By the way, I am not gorgeous. going there. I just, <laughs> yeah. For the record, I'm not touching that. No, I was that. watching. No, you can. No, no I was watching <laughs> your lips the, the whole time. Yeah, were they good? <laughs> They're really good. I'll show you. It's a new yeah. one. Yeah, but we're, we're, we, you know, we're talking <laughs> about pucker. we're talking about politics or what is it called? Politics. Politics. Yeah. Something politics. like that. Politics. Which, yes. <laughs> by the way, you know, as always, you know, I've always felt that you know every time i bat my false eyelash yeah. i'm making a political statement well which is true which is true yeah. and you know but there and there are ways people out there listening can be a part of of change if you want change but how do we make politics what's it called politics politics what's going on with you? sexy for young people because i think they're the key to this whole obama made it sexy yeah. Yes. He, he got the young vote. He got yeah. us in. He was young. He was hip. Not yeah. unlike yourself. Ugh. He made us be passionate. He made us care. I remember, and I'm sure you both do, that speech that went viral before right. he yes. ran for president. Yes, when I, I remember. Went, yeah. Who is this? And listen, uh -huh. not everybody's a great orator. Bill Clinton was another great orator. Yeah. Um, you know, but <laughs> I had to laugh at that word. The orator. Yeah. Like, huh? Did <laughs> I sound smart? Yeah. Okay, good. No, it just sounds sexual. It is sexual. Uh, orator. Think of a Barack Obama as an orator. Okay. And a great All right. One. Yeah. Oh, okay. Clinton too, because he has a little something. Sure. Makes you go. You know. Anyway, um, not everybody's gifted that way. Yes. So unfortunately, Hillary Clinton is not the best speaker. Orator. I love her. Team yeah. Hillary yeah. all the way. Yeah. But I think that is where we lost a lot of the youth. Yeah. The, the, the kids were behind Hillary, but they were also behind Bernie, which right. was a problem because we knew that wasn't going to happen. It was sexy to be behind uh, Bernie because he felt it felt like he was, he was something. He was pa yeah. passionate, but also. It looks good on, you know, if you say, oh, I'm with Bernie, it makes you look smart. It makes you look your cool. part and yeah. cool, part of a new movement, yeah. you know? How do no, you No, Obama make had that same thing. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. I mean, what? But, but you, the, the emphasis, movement. You were part yeah. of a movement, which is the whole point, something bigger than any individual, bigger than yourself. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's a hard thing to capture that spirit mm -hmm. and that sense of pride that comes with something bigger than yourself. Yeah. And those sparks only come, you know, once in a while. And by the way, there's the great distinction between great oration and also great communication. Yes. And there's a difference. I mean, the great struggle I think Obama had ultimately in being the transformative president as opposed to the transformative candidate yes. was his remarkable ability to speak, but his inability to communicate simple distilled messages on a consistent basis where Clinton was able to very effectively distill the essence of a message mm -hmm. and drive that message. Reagan, God bless him, mm -hmm. love or hate, mm -hmm. was, you know, was able to distill that great communication. So it's right. finding that combination it's of the two. It's charisma too. But it's charisma yeah. that yeah. matters. And Bernie had that charisma in his own sort of interesting, authentic way. And people want authenticity. They don't want, you know, they just don't want the canned. They don't want the rope. They don't want they the, don't want the cliche. Mm -hmm. And they don't, look, the system's not working for folks right. yeah I mean, yeah. I, we're living in the richest and the poorest state in america yeah. Yeah. we're the fifth largest economy on the planet eight million people living below the poverty line 46 percent of kids at or near poverty 46 when you consider cost of living the only thing that matters wow. can't make that up wow. so this ain't working yeah for too many people this is serious it's like a, and it's been this trend line for 20 30 40 years and now it's increasingly a headline where people are going wait wealth not just income inequality social mobility mm -hmm. the american dream is not alive and well no, in America no, right now. No. And why, that's the issue. Why, why did you become a politician? I know we're going to take a break in a minute. Why did you become a politician? I, I just I, a deep sense of obligation to do something. I just, you know, I candidly is probably my own personal experience. I had pretty severe learning disability. And 
that was not an enjoyable childhood. Single mm -hmm. mom, teenage mom. We were foster family, and I just sort of an interesting childhood. Where wait, no, wait. I thought we, you come from a rich family. No, just the opposite. Huh? Yeah. No, there's a lot of perception about. I mean, just misperception about that. Yeah. Because I ultimately started a business out of college, and it grew, I and see. then so it sort of connects to the latter part of my life, but. But my point is, I always, and my mom worked for Aid to Adoption of Special Kids, the mm -hmm. Ball family. Uh, so we're deeply involved in people with special needs, intellectual disabilities, not just physical disabilities. And I always, that's where my go-to. Mm -hmm. The person being bullied, the person that's being ostracized, the person that's being neglected, person that's socially isolated. That's And so that's my why again. I just, yeah. I feel a great depth of sense of obligation. And that, I mean, that was the issue for me on marriage equality. I just couldn't, you know, I had a, a couple that I had known for years, Phyllis Lyon and Del Martin. They've been together 48 years. Um, and they were the first couple that I asked if they would be willing to get married. I didn't think mm. we'd do more than one marriage. Mm. And we were then to file a lawsuit against the state. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we got in under the gun because we heard that some of these groups out of the, all over the country came in to stop us from doing that marriage. And the courts were opening across the street, the federal courts or the state courts rather at, uh, at 9 a.m. and I realized I was mayor and I could open City Hall <laughs> earlier than nine. So I told Phyllis and Dell, come in before nine. Yeah. These guys can't stop us uh, until nine. And they got married and the court came back a few hours later said, no irreparable harm being done. I don't even know what that meant. They just mm. said, there's no reason to do a temporary restraining order, meaning the mayor and the mayor's office could go forward. Mm. And all of a sudden we had one couple and then there were other people that had been together 20, 30 years saying, well, wait, what about us? Yeah. And all of a sudden we had to make a decision and it opened up the floodgates. But for me, it was putting a human face on discrimination. And when you talk about Phyllis and Dell that were feminists, that were ostracized by the feminist movement because they were lesbian mm -hmm. as well in their history, it just Which connected. makes no sense. Made no sense. But it connected with just, it, there's a sense of intensity and passion for their story and mm -hmm. their perseverance, their faith, their love, their devotion to each other and their cause that just inspired me and inspires the why. And yeah. it should inspire anyone because we have a remarkable capacity in life if we have the courage to express ourselves. I'm talking to you, Ruth. You All right. live this, man. Yeah, preach. This is your world. Preach. And it's the whole thing. Every, it's, it's not, we don't have to be Pollyannish about this. But the capacity Only of individuals. Only old people know who Pollyanna is. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, then that doesn't even matter. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the old people. But no, it's just, and when I talk about that, not diuretic, but dialectic, it's yes. friction between people in positions of power mm -hmm. and those outside of power. And it's that pressure we put on people in political office that is the change. People in political office, they don't change mm -hmm. gay marriage. You talk about the Democratic Party a minute ago. Who were my biggest critics? One, the damn Republican Party. Mm. It was Democrats that were criticizing me, outraged, mm. offended. I got kicked out. I was supposed to speak at the convention in Boston. They said, see you later. And they mm. told me not even to come to Boston. Because wow. you passed wow. Because I started doing same-sex marriages. Wow. And it took, it wasn't, and in 2005 and six, it wasn't like they were running uh, cavalry. I mean, no one was supporting same-sex I feel like we've marriage. all lost our way in a sense, you yeah. know, well, as a, the party lines. And that's a big problem in this country. But you know, by the way, they didn't support it because of power. Mm. They're worried about their power. They're worried yeah. about their election. And right. that's why young people don't do this because they know yeah. that. They know that. Yes. yes. Damn yeah. it, if you believe something, say something. Don't be an ideologue. 
be open to argument, but if you believe something, stand up and do something. And that's uh, that I think ultimately is the way we, we get folks re-engaged. Yeah, we got more with Gaz- uh, Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom in a minute. Now, I just said Gavin Newsom. That's the correct way. My brain does this weird. I want to say Newsom. I don't oh, know why. Yeah, like Tommy no, Newsom uh, from what? The Tonight Show. Yes, it's Gavin yeah. Newsom. There you go. Yeah. And you want to say Gavin Newsom. That's right. It's Gavin Newsom. Yes, he's running Newsom, for governor. Newsom, win some, you Newsom. You, you love that, Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> but we're going to win this one. That's yeah. right. Uh, That's we're going right. to go to break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Girl, I was in New York and I just had a good old time with my Today Ticks. Way to do it. You know, that's the only way I get those tickets. Only way. Because it's what I want when I want it. And those people who meet you at the um, at the front thing. Uh, with, 30 minutes before. before. They couldn't be sweeter. You I know what? I, I went and saw something down at Union Square called um, In and of Itself. Right. It is so good, Michelle. You should go see it. Another one to add to the list. And yes. Somebody else said to go do Sleep No More. Yeah, oh, Sleep No More. Fabulous. Really would love that, right? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. And and the the, the guy for uh, In and of Itself, the, um, the, the, waiting outside with a smile on his face, the red jacket, uh-huh. had my tickets there. Yep. I love Today Ticks. And nice. I'm not just saying that because they advertise on our show. They're a great, great company. Let Let's just say for the record that the reason they advertise is because, it's because we were talking about it. Yes. Yes. Not because they're a client saying, please, we're going to pay you to talk about it. We love this product. It's the easiest way to buy last minute Broadway and theater tickets at the best prices. Over 80 musicals, comedies and dramas. And that's just in New York. You guys, I always use it. You've heard me talk about it. I use it in London. Rue uses it in San Francisco. Here in L.A., we've used it. They're in yeah. D.C., Chicago, Seattle, Philly. More cities coming soon. Stay tuned. You know what they're all about. They give you access to insider deals and exclusive offers. You guys can get tickets up to 50% off in just a few taps. Also, today, Ticks would like to let you know about Head Over Heels. It features our girl, Peppermint. Yay! Yes, it's her Broadway debut. In her Broadway debut. It's a new Broadway musical after uh, a run at the current in San Francisco. Tickets from 39 bucks. Music from... The Go Go's girls, yeah. From the visionaries behind Hedwig and the Angry Itch, Inch, Next to Normal, American Idiot, Spring Awakening, and Avenue Q. It's at the Hudson Theater starting on June 23rd. And today, Tix would like to offer you $15 off your first purchase with the offer code RU. So download the Today Tix app for free. That's today, T I X, or visit todaytix.com and see what's playing this week and treat yourself to a show. That's todaytix.com, offer code RU. Ru, let's talk about this text app. We've talked about it before, and I want people to know that they've gone beyond delivering just the magazines itself. They've made it easy to find and enjoy the articles that you want to read with daily recommendations, exclusive interactive interactive features, videos, and more. And the reason I get excited is because nobody sits down and reads magazines anymore. No, and you know, when I travel, I love to read magazines on the plane or in the uh, waiting room area of the airport. And now, because it, these are on my my app, yes. my, um, my, my uh, tablet, yeah. it's brilliant. I can see everything that I love. Every they have every magazine too, by the way. Yes, everything they do. you can imagine is on the texture.com. Just like you said, so many great ones out there. It's searchable, so you can mark what you like. You can check out back issues, which is a big, big deal. Yes, yeah, a big deal. And you can view bonus video content. They even curate articles and magazines just for you. And they say, Oh, look, you might like this, or whoever you're giving the texture to this year. Texture is normally $9.99 a month, and you get over 200 magazines. But you know how we roll here. Okay. If you sign up right now at texture.com slash Rue, you get a seven-day free trial. 
So why subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you can have all of your favorites on your smartphone or tablet all the time for way less? Plus, Texture was selected as Apple's top 2016 iPad apps. So start your free trial now and download the Texture app right now. Texture is offering our listeners seven-day free trial when you go to texture.com slash rue. That's seven days to try Texture for free. Go to texture.com slash rue. That's texture.com slash ru. And we are back with Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom, who is also <laughs> running for governor. You know, I'm. Um, you can do it. You can, you can do, do it. it. Tell yes, me this. Yes, we can. Now, yes. I want. I, I want to talk about your fabulous wife. I've tw- I've mm. tweeted about her a movie. She makes. She's a documentary uh, filmmaker. Yeah. She's done two that I uh, that I know of that I'm very passionate about. Um, one that's on Netflix right now. It's called The Mask You Live In. Mm. It blew my mind i recommend it all the time she's a smart lady and Mm. uh there's another one the earlier version uh, about uh, women about girls and and how girls are domesticated in this culture Uh, tell me how did you guys meet uh we met blind date can't even make it up uh with uh interesting with lars from metallica drummer and yeah it was just a weird night when he was married with connie and connie's a friend of my wife's and so we just had this weird event in San Francisco. I thought, why am I doing this? Blind dates don't work out. Yeah. And literally holding hands 20 minutes later. Can't even make it up. 20 minutes later. I mean, later. it was weird. It was yeah. just that thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, How long have you been married? We've been married uh, just shy of 10 years. Wow. It's be 10 years next month. And you guys have kids? We have four kids. What? That's so many. Stop. Eight-year-old, six-year-old, four-year-old, two-year-old. And yes, we are going to stop. I'm with you. That's yeah, a lot. That's four a is a lot. Four is a lot. Four, six, eight. Yeah. But How two boys, doing? two girls, and they're proud of their mom because and i'm proud of her as well and i appreciate you bringing up you know she did one on the the misrepresentation not just the underrepresentation of women and girls mm-hmm. uh, she started an organization called the representation project and and you're right did this film about hyper masculinity and i think this issue and i appreciate the, the indulgence on that film we are not raising our boys that's right to be outstanding men and role models that's right. and you see that crisis manifest in so many different ways i mean you look at the crisis that is our men and boys in this country, from suicides to binge drinking to opioid overdoses uh, to the issues of domestic abuse, domestic violence. I mean, issues obviously of gun violence yeah. dominating. I mean, yeah. it's an exception that they're women. And the reality is, at the end of the day, this, this hyper masculinity that we are perpetuating and promoting uh, basically takes a lot of boys, you know, we basically take that empathy, we take that emotion away from them and they suffer alone. Mm -hmm. They become ashamed and often humiliated. Uh, And as a consequence, it manifests in all of these negative ways. And, And so she's really trying to highlight that. And I just think it's at the root of so many of the issues that we face today every a men women children it is a, michelle you got to see this thing it's called the mask you live oh in. i absolutely will. it's on netflix it blew my mind i've watched it several times already i've watched it with friends it is it's a turning point it's it's one of those benchmarks in in our culture that can really move the conversation forward and i think that's what we're talking about here we're talking about moving the conversation forward through politics through film through any means necessary because it has to be done you it's also and, and you'll agree with me i'm a parent to two teenage girls hmm. and i think and I, I'm not, I think, I know that it starts at home. And yeah. so many kids, like look, my 16 year old um, is dating a boy. And she said, I said, why do you guys always, 
I'd love, they hang out at the house and that's the way that I want it. I can keep an eye on them. I know 16 year old boys, but it's that time and they're going to do what they have to do. I said, well, why don't you guys ever go out? Why do you not go to a movie? I'll mm-hmm. give you money. Like do, she says, well, he always asked me to go out and I will not let him pay. And I'm like, honey, he's a gentleman. That's amazing. Well, yeah. Most boys yeah. don't care anymore. Yeah. So his nice. family's raising him right. Yeah. Okay. He might be a Red Sox fan. I'll let that go. Uh. But he still is there saying, I won't let him pay. You're raising me to be a strong, independent feminist. And I'm like, yet that doesn't mean don't let the boy pay let him do his yeah. thing so these things they're little but raising the men right yep. um do start at home whether they're mm. gay straight trans or otherwise the love and the the teachings start at home yeah. if you're disconnected from your kid in any way shape or form that stuff that we talked about is going to happen automatically because you don't know what they're getting into yeah no is, is your mother still with us no she passed mm. away 16 years ago breast mm. cancer mm. um and uh yeah, but remarkable woman, just hard work, grit, and just sacrifice. I mean, just single moms. I mean, just, you know, well, yeah, they're amazing. all love to every moms single in general. mom. And moms in general, I'm with you 100%. Mm-hmm. And that goes again to the issue of boys mm-hmm. that we got to raise them to be good parents. And they got to be part of the lives of their children. But here's the, uh, my wife says the three most dangerous words in the English language, be a man. Right. Yes. Man up. Don't be a sissy. Yeah. Don't no. act like your sister. No. And that what happens, and that was the sort of title of the film, what happens to that young boy puts a mask on and their face mm-hmm. grows into it. They become how society expects them to behave. And we sort of, and so we're not teaching our boys to be empathetic and to be, uh, you know, this is a world where we don't value what we feminize. Right. Yes. What we feminize is caring, compassion, relationships, yeah. everything that matters. Yep. Yeah. And, and if we take that away from the way we're raising our boys, no wonder we have the problems. You have four there. kids. Are any of them boys? Two and two. Two and two. Yeah. So wow. it's interesting. And so I, we're experiencing in real time those different stages of development. And I can assure you, look, my sons are are more emotional, more empathetic, even than the girls. But how and, do but, but but and then how do you reconcile that with the when they go leave your house and they go to school and everything else outside of your house is the old way? You got it. Well, they're gonna see both they're gonna learn it all at school anyway, baby. It's yeah. gonna be there. But if he and his wife are at home banging morals and values into their head, that's what they're gonna remember. Yeah. Yeah. So when these kids say shit like that to their kids, they're gonna be like, um, okay, that's not sitting right with me. Because right. they know better. Yeah. Yeah. Say so, your wife's name. Uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Jennifer Siegel She's gorgeous. By the way. No, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah, she was she was acting for years and she was stuck. It was the worst thing because she never did badly enough to quit. Mm-hmm. And so she always got a new thing. She always, you know, did, you know a madman for a thing and mm-hmm. this and that, whatever mm-hmm. it would be. And we, I mean, I was all the stress and travail she was having being an actress and finally convinced her. Um, I think it was the best thing that happened in our relationship to to move beyond that and start these documentaries, which yeah. she always wanted to do. By the way, the first one uh, on the rep, uh, about misrepresentation, it was amazing. We were there in Sundance where it was, was uh, premiered and she literally is in the first screening and gets a call and is pulled out. And we look and it was Oprah that pulled her out in the middle of the film saying, mm-hmm. this is an Oprah film, this is an own film, yeah. and bought it. And uh, wow. it's really blown up. It's been translated dozens of languages around the world. Very important. It's a curriculum now. It's in tens of thousands of that. schools. Yeah. And teaching, you know, again, the way we misrepresent, not just underrepresent women and in politics, it's acute. Oh, yeah. I mean, remember, I mean- Showbiz too. Showbiz too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. just- I remember watching, I'll never forget watching Sarah. I mean, just remember Sarah Palin. Forget the politics. Who? Mm-hmm. Remember Sarah Palin? I, I think mean, so. She was pornified and stripified. Oh, well, that's mm-hmm. true. I mean, she was asked on Fox News. I'll never forget. Said, Did you get a boob job? 
in the middle of the presidential oh, they campaign. Asked her that. On God Fox is my News? witness. Wow. Fox News. Those yeah. are her friends. And I'll never forget watching Bill O'Reilly. I know. Interesting. They would ask her. Yeah, but Remember he's watching Bill when dog. Hillary was running? Said O'Reilly asked the guest, said, What's the big deal about having a woman as president? And the guest goes, What, besides PMS and mood swings? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You I can't even that. make that stuff up. But that's yeah. that's the world we're living in. Contemporary. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's but, you hear that all the time. And that's wrong. Diane Feinstein complained today. Senator McCain stated, right, right, "What right. they said the exact same thing." Yeah, yeah. Woman's complaining. The yeah. man is stated. I, I believe misrepresentation. The the documentary is also on Netflix right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. No, so you guys can amazing. go and watch that right now. Now, you know, um, years ago, someone explained to me the difference between Democrats and Republicans, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people still don't understand. What is your definition of what makes someone a Democrat and what makes someone gravitate toward being a Republican. And then I have my own, a, a Republican. Oh, no, I want to hear yours first. Let me hear yours first. I'm curious, yours. Republicans yeah. care about your wallet. Democrats care about humanity. That's my <laughs> that's, the common, that's the common, that's the common thing. thing. Yeah. I yeah. feel that's right. Yeah. Because I'm so sick of people saying, well, no, I'm a Democrat. I'm a liberal uh, whatever, fiscally liberal, mm -hmm. no, fiscally conservative, yeah. but socially liberal. Right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That means you're going to vote Republican because you want your money, whatever, and you don't give a shit about humanity. Right. That's right. how I hear, that's what I hear, because yeah. I've heard a lot of people yeah. say that. Yeah, and that is what most people, that's how most people think of I think it, that's you bullshit. Know? That's you not know? willing to choose a side. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, this is the party, that you know, the environmental justice party. This is the, the, the party of racial justice, of economic justice. This is a party that wants to right wrongs. This is a party uh, that believes we're all better off and we're all better off. And it's a party that uh, has been on the forefront of all social change. And with respect to conservatives, they just haven't been. They've been on the wrong side of history consistently. Now, don't get me wrong, Democrats in the South uh, back until Johnson weren't necessarily on the righteous side of the civil rights right. movement mm -hmm. until Johnson decided to take a risk and move that part and move our party in a different direction. Uh, so we're hardly uh, perfect. But look, that sense of that, you know, Dr. King said something so indelible and most of us have heard of it. it says we're all bound together by a web of mutuality. Mm -hmm. um, and he picked that up on the Bible, right? We're many parts, but one body. Mm -hmm. When one part suffers, we all suffer. So this notion of interdependence this notion of the commonwealth is, I think, a big part of the party principle mm -hmm. that the Democrats espouse. We preach, and to the extent we do in our job, we practice. But this notion of rugged individualism is what I think defines the Republican Party, mm -hmm. that somehow uh, the individual is, is, is superior. Uh, and as a consequence, there's their notion that we all begin equally. Right. And we all, and if you didn't succeed, it's because... Uh, you didn't have the merit to right. succeed. And I right. think Democrats don't see that uh, world as, as clearly as, quote unquote, the Republicans tend to see that. Yeah, no, that's that's that sounds just about right. That sounds about right. But you also understand how people who have worked really hard feel that they shouldn't have to pay for a segment of society who, in their views hasn't worked hard enough to deserve all this money oh. and listen you know i i pay 40 percent taxes right i pay 40 oh, no. 14 no you don't percent. you pay more than 40 percent i, I know what you pay you yeah. pay a lot more yeah, exactly. yes no yeah. god bless you yeah. yeah yeah no it's not insignificant no no trust trust <laughs> yeah. it no, amazes trust, me i know but, but but you want to know the real the real you know the fact and i'm i'm telling the absolute truth the fact that i get to live in america and i've been yeah. able to do what i do and love what i do 
is I, it's worth every penny of it. Right. Every Amen. penny. And you know, in other countries, you know, uh, where you, you know, where there's such a huge divide where there's no welfare and no uh, state support, um, people, uh, the poor people will kidnap your ass. True. And, you but then know. there's many countries who have figured out health care, yeah. who make sure well, everybody's that, taken care of. We that? are a disaster. We're a disaster. Yes. Di- yeah. I can't even put into words how bad this country is failing mm. in healthcare, in yes. aiding the poor, yes. in welfare. Yes. There's, there, it's a disaster. No, it is remarkable. I mean, it is. I mean, we we don't have universal health care in this country. They've vandalized completely, walked away from Obamacare. And I know some people think it's still alive and well. They got rid of that individual mandate. You wait till next year. You're going to see premiums spike yeah. next year. They're already they're spiked. Doing, and they're already yeah. spiked. So they've yeah. already You're created so many. $1,900 for the shittiest... <laughs> I'm not even kidding. No, I hear you. For the shittiest coverage. That's correct. For a family of four. Who can afford that? That's rent on a very nice place. Thank you. Yeah. How is that fair? So in the rest of the industrialized world, they have universal health care. They spend half as much per capita as the United States of America. It's 17.9% of our GDP. Forgive me, I lost half of you folks. Mm -hmm. But the reality (laughs) is- We're like, what? No, we spent $3.3 trillion on health care last year, and yet tens of millions of people don't have it. Tens of millions are underinsured. We're as dumb as we want to be. Yeah. In every other industrialized nation in the world, they figured it out. But the United States, we haven't figured what it out. What can we do? We can do. We can begin to learn the examples of other nations. We can move forward with a Medicare for all type system. Uh, we can move away from this multi-payer system that's actually created the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not that complex. No, it's, it's been not. done. There's plenty Look of at evidence. Canada. Canada, look at the UK. UK, look at Germany, look at Taiwan. I mean, you go around the world. Yes. There's different versions of single payer financing. Uh, and in the United States, there is now some renewed energy uh, and leadership around this, including our own state senator, Kamala Harris, yeah. who I just love want to bring her. up because we love Kamala. Yes. So I want to so throw what, her out there. What Now, what can you do as governor? Now, the, uh, I don't know when this is going to air. You know, the midterms, the, the midterms, uh, they're June 5th. Yeah, June, June 5th is the big election yeah. for primaries. And then the general election is November. Yeah. So um, what can you do as governor? You know, uh, Hmm. what can you do? You can lead the nation and the world. I'll give you an example. No state is doing more on climate change in the state of California. We have the only cap and trade program in the country with the most audacious goals to get to 50% of all our energy from renewables, double our energy efficiency programs. We're leading the world, not just this nation. When we pulled out of Paris, all that, all the consternation when Trump pulled out of the Paris. I was like, Accords. but mm-hmm. hello, mm-hmm. we but, aren't in the climate accord. But hold, what did Governor Brown do? He flew five days later to China and signed an accord with President Xi in the presidential palace as the head of a state, not as head of state. Mm-hmm. Basically usurping the United States leadership and saying, you know what? The United State of California, the fifth largest economy on the planet, will double down on the Paris Accords. Mm-hmm. We're going to lead the world. Uh, we're not going to lead just this nation. And I think California is a movement. California is a cause. We have a nation, uh, I mean, a state that's larger than 163 nations in population. And as I said, larger than all but four economies in the world. So we have the ability to do audacious things. And California, look, at our best, we lead. I mean, that's, yeah. it's, that's the entrepreneurial energy that's sort of part of our DNA. And I think we are America's coming attraction, California. What, what about this thing about California becoming its own country? No, I don't. We can't, leave, can't walk away from the rest of the country. They need I, us. I agree. The folks in Oklahoma need us. Kansas, yeah. Yeah. they yeah. need us. Yeah. And I'm going to turn my back on folks in Texas. No, turn your back no on way. Texas. <laughs> that's it. 
But I will say, eat your heart out, Texas. We're just outperforming. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We've got Lieutenant Governor <laughs> Gavin Newsom here. He's running for governor. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You know, Michelle, I learned everything I know from television and magazines. I'm going to amen. Yeah, I used to go up to the drugstore and stand there for hours. I wasn't buying the magazines. This is a long time ago before I had money for them. Uh, but uh, I would read all the magazines and find out what's happening in the world, fashion and design and theater, everything. Well, now you can do that without having to go and stand there. True. It's, it's for a very low price. That's what Texture's all about. It is all about that. And, Rue, you're 100% right. And my mother never let me buy magazines because they were too expensive yeah. back in the day. Yeah. She didn't have money to... Th- and my grandmother used to buy the Inquirer and the Star, <laughs> and she would cut out pictures and send them in the mail to me and say, read this story or pictures of Madonna that she thought were mean. Wow. Yeah, Grandma Lil was ahead of the game. Now, the Texture app has gone beyond delivering just the magazines itself. They've made it easy easy to find and enjoy the articles that you want to read with daily recommendations, exclusive interactive features, videos, and more. And this is the cool thing, you guys. By the way, so many great titles out there. You know all the titles. Yeah. We're talking, you know. Vogue, darling. Yes, Brides if you're getting married. GQ. Uh, car and Driver if you're into that Sports shit. Sports Illustrated, which is always at the top of my list. Every Day with Rachel Ray, Family Circle, Hot Rod. Yeah. Everybody likes a hot rod. I thought you'd never ask. Amen. Text is searchable. Now listen to this. You can mark what you like. You can check out back issues, which is always a really big deal because a million times I go, oh, I saw that a few months back. Mm-hmm. You can't remember. So this way you can check out back issues and go through it. Video bonus content. They even curate articles and magazines just for you or whatever you're giving texture. You can give it or whoever you're giving it to this year. All that stuff goes to them too. Texture's normally $9.99 a month and you get over 200 magazines. But if you sign up right now at texture.com slash Rue, you get a seven-day free trial. So why subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you can have all of your favorites on your smartphone or tablet all the time for way less? Plus, Texture was selected as Apple's top 2016 iPad apps. So start your free trial now and download the Texture app right now. Texture is offering our listeners seven-day free trial when you go to texture.com slash Rue. That's seven days to try Texture for free. Go to texture.com slash Rue. That's texture.com slash R-U. We are back with Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom. He's running for governor. We've got lots of questions for him. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm from San Diego. I, I was yeah. born and raised in San Diego. You know, and when I moved away, uh, people would hear, oh, you're from California. Oh, you must be, oh, hippie, hippie. I tell them, no, California is a very conservative state. Yep. It's a very conservative state. Where do people get this idea? I guess uh, well, Los Angeles. Well, and, 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 and you a little know, bit of San, San Francisco. 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 And there you I don't go. know if you've been to Berkeley lately or yeah. Santa Cruz. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, Fairfax, where yeah. I am. Jesus. And, yeah. and how t- how tough is it being a Democrat in California? Because it's it's mostly a Republican state. No, is I that love right? it. So it's so interesting. You say this. There's 58 counties in California. 26 went for Trump. People wow. forget 26. And if you looked at a map of California. It's deeply red. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of the state looks red, but the concentration of populations on the coast, yeah. right. and predominantly the coast is very blue and democratic. Uh, democratic. But uh, look, this is the state people forget. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, it's a guy named Pete Wilson, your guy, yeah, San, from San Diego, Diego, yeah, who was the original Trump mm-hmm. promoting xenophobia, and nativism. He was out there with this anti immigration bill, yeah. Prop twenty seven, that passed. 
1994, we did three strikes reform, lock them up because they don't look like me. Yes. They look a little bit, you know, and then we got rid of affirmative action at the UC regions in 1995 and Republicans were in their ascendancy. Wilson won his reelection for governor, was going to run for president of the United States. Now look. Yeah. Look where the Republican Party is today. Mm -hmm. They're almost third party status, despite how red the state appears. Mm -hmm. They're only 25% of registered voters in this state. And it is a cautionary tale for Donald Trump and the Republican Party that's walking off the same cliff mm -hmm. that Pete Wilson walked the California Republican mm -hmm. Party off. And it's a way of saying this, we're resilient. Mm -hmm. We recovered from that. We're righting wrongs. And I'm confident we'll get through this difficult time in this country and come out a much stronger place. We're a majority minority state, California. 27% of the state foreign born. Mm -hmm. We brought in 112,000 refugees in the last 15 years. This is a state where 39% of its population is Hispanic. Yeah. It's remarkable. No one does what we do at scale. Mm -hmm. And our ability to live together and advance together and prosper together is what makes California great. And that's a principle and it's a point of pride that we need to export across this country. And that's why we'll push back against Trump and Trumpism. Yeah. Why do you think we need, why do we have to have parties? Why, why, why is that important? Young folks are asking that more and more. They sure are. Right. And they're starting yeah. to say, you know, I don't like either of these parties. Nope. Yeah. I don't like the rigidity of the parties yep. or the special interests that dominate either party. I don't blame party. them, though. Mm -hmm. I get it. There's a lot in the UK. Mm. I know. Well, no kidding. Right. A lot of different parties. Yeah. A whole yeah. bunch of different parties. Yeah. And in other countries, everybody seems to have more. I mean, Let's bring back the Whig party. I'm that's all about the Whig party. I'm, I, that's what the that's my party. party. That's my party right yes. there. The Whig party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my four fathers and my four mothers. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing wigs. But yeah, I don't good. understand. It's hard to create a new party, right? You've seen How do you efforts. Tell these Ross kids? Perot, remember yeah. Perot? Yeah. Trying yeah. To yeah. In Ralph, your, Nader, Ralph Nader yeah. version of, you know, and you saw obviously with, you know, Bernie Sanders yeah. still not being identified with either party. I think that was part of his appeal, yes. particularly to young folks. Yeah. 100%. Look, young folks are just, they're apathetic about institutions of any type, right? Anti, you know, yeah. top down, large institutions. Yeah. And so if the Democratic Party don't wake up to that, we're in real trouble. Right. And we are wholly owned subsidiaries of special interest. Don't get me wrong. I mm -hmm. mean, I'm very critical of aspects of my own party. Again, mm -hmm. and not just on marriage equality. Look, when we did cannabis legalization, mm -hmm. I was proud to lead that effort here in California. Democrats weren't jumping up and down celebrating that. Right. No. When right. We're talking about getting rid of the death penalty in this state. I mean, that no statewide Democrats supported repealing hmm. that, that statewide Democrats in all of the positions are statewide supported repealing the death penalty. Hmm. Why it's do you amazing. think that is? Because they're scared of these interest groups yeah. and the establishment that has enormous amount of money uh, that are arbiters of the status quo. And, like the NRA. Well, like the NRA. Look, no one, when I did that, we did an initiative in California taking on the NRA. And by the way, we're going to become the first state in America that does the following. We currently have background checks on guns. We've done it in California over a quarter of a century of our own background check system. We closed the gun show loophole here in California. But it's an interesting fact. You can have an illegal gun and go online tonight and deliver the next day, have delivered unlimited rounds of ammunition. Mm -hmm. You can go to any store that sells ammo and get unlimited rounds of ammo. You ever try to get Sudafed? Right? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 damn ID, they're yeah. running it through a background check. Yeah. But you don't have a background check for ammo. We went after the NRA. I put an initiative on the ballot. We took on Wayne LaPierre. We took on the NRA and we went to the ballot and we won and we beat them. And we're about to be in January, the first state in American history to require the exact same background checks 
on, uh, on, on ammunition as we do guns. I think it's the next frontier. It makes now, sense. Gun safe. It does course, make sense. Right? Absolutely. Because a gun has never killed anyone for different reasons than the NRA says. Yeah. Correct. A gun requires a dangerous component. Yeah. Sure. It requires a deadly component, which yeah. is the ammo. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so why do a background check on one without the other? My point is, none of these things are easy to do because people are scared. They're scared because they're, they're comfortable. They don't want to get rid of, you know, they don't want to put them. the feathers. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I got mine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I worked hard to get this yep. and I'm not taking any risks. You take that risk. You right. do it. You do it first. So I'll wait around. And the sad part is people are rewarded for waiting. Yeah. I, but I'm with Dr. King, right? You know, wait almost always means never. Yeah. And you got to, you got to be disruptive in life. You got to, it's, it's the cause of your life. That's why, again, I'm here. Right. You got it. You got it. It's in psychology. We call it pattern interrupt. You got to mm-hmm. scratch the record play. Sure. Otherwise, yeah. life's damn predictable. Absolutely. And we've got to be disruptive and and we've got to hold people accountable to their rhetoric. Our youth yeah. depends on it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, though, yep. too, that you, you, you're such an outlier. What, what is it about politics that that attracted you to it because there's plenty of way there's plenty of ways to get your 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 doctrine and your philosophy across to a lot of different people i remember when marianne williamson was running for for congress out here and she told me about it i said Mm. you know you know with your ministry uh Mm. you reach more people you have more power there than you do in some committee in congress where everybody are, are these podunk local people who don't know they're not going to get that they're not going to get an idea of globalization and stuff so you know generally speaking politicians everything everybody understands are really sort of unsuccessful showbiz people yeah. Yeah. You, know? you mean yeah politics is you know is yes yeah, what would they call it? hollywood for ugly people yeah. <laughs> that's what they call politicians well not Damn. you darling not well, you no one can see no one knows we're on that's just my voice you know oh, but gosh. you know you know that i mean you know um <laughs> you know when when people were coming after hillary and they were saying oh she's crooked she's i said yeah. well okay first a well, she's a she's too. a politician uh, show, so she's sorry, a politician show me a politician and, without some kind of something yeah uh. you know and, and and this is another mary another marion williamson thing she says you know most people um most of the best people who are qualified to run this country or, or go into politics unfortunately have drugs sex and alcohol or something in their background <laughs> so they're that. out they're out right. of the game you yeah, know? except this I, guy trump well, Except, yes, huh? Can I just that's bring the up a question? I mean, maybe yeah. this people is the game changer. People lost their My shit God. over Bill Clinton having extramarital affairs. I don't give a... F- so this is me. Yeah. It's not you. Yeah. It's not you. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you do. Right, right. If you want to have sex outside of... You don't know what... what deal he has with his wife you don't know his home life right this is his life who gives a shit who he's having sex with he in my opinion was the best president we've had since my that i recall mm. um it, you know in your lifetime cognition yeah um so you let what is in there now keep going more shit is being <laughs> aired every day way beyond anything yeah. that bill clinton way did. Yeah. way way and yeah. that's not being what's the word when they get thrown out Evicted, uh, what's it called? Impeached. That's the word. Yeah. He's not getting impeached. But, not yet. But Bill Clinton was impeached for having sex with, with consensual sex. Yes. Right, right. Explain right. that to me because I'm not getting it. No, I know none of us get it. I know, yeah. no, we're all yeah. not getting it in real time. It's sex. Every day. Is that yeah. what the, no, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, maybe, look, and maybe, I mean, 
sadly uh, that we have to go through all this, but maybe this has become normalized to a degree, at least some of these things as it relates to, did you inhale or did you not? Right. Inhale? Right. 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 Did you have uh, indiscretion in your yeah. past? Maybe now we're moving a little past that and Trump has certainly raised Way the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. But they were calling for now it becomes Now it may open the door for others, but the corruption we're seeing here is yeah. just unprecedented. Yeah. The unethical behavior is blatant. just jaw-dropping. Yeah. Blatant. And there's no place for that in politics, period, full yeah, stop. Yeah. The personal indiscretions aside. But look, let me just say, the reality at the end of the day, politics still matters. I'll give mm-hmm. you an example. In this state, um, the budget the governor just submitted, and I, this may sound dull and I made dull people sense, but $199 billion, mm-hmm. $200 billion. Mm-hmm. The ability to redirect $50, $100 billion to address the issues of poverty and homelessness and to get people housed and deal with mental health, uh, to address people's needs, man, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. The ability, when I did universal healthcare in San Francisco, or some, I did something called Care Not Cash for Homeless, I, with God is my witness, was at Glide Memorial Church, one of the great churches in San Francisco. It's not even a real church, it's just, it's a, a spiritual place. Mm-hmm. It's just a, one of the great anchors in our community on homeless services. There were a couple of people who said, man, I want, and gave me a hug, because thank you, 10 years ago, you got me a house. Mm-hmm. Man, that's why you're in politics. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was sitting there in Missoula, Montana. This guy comes up to me. I was on vacation. I'm at the airport. He goes, you that ex-mayor? I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Here we Missoula, go. Montana. <laughs> yeah. Ex- and he's a gruff guy. I look yeah. right out of central casting, like yeah. not like Butte, Montana. Yeah. Not Missoula. Yeah. And and he comes up and he goes, he goes, I just want to say something you know, to you. I goes, I said, yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Here we go. Uh-huh. He goes, my son, and he starts, he literally said, my son, and he starts tearing up. And then his wife comes over and hugs him. And he says, my son, I didn't talk to my son for 10 years. And what you did in San Francisco, and then he starts, and he have a hard time, his wife hugs. He goes, you forced me to come to grips with the fact that he was gay. Mm-hmm. And he literally is breaking up, and he just said, can I give you a hug? Here's mm. a guy, and hugs me, and I start crying. Yeah. And I'm like, man... Yeah. That's life. That's it. Yes. That's this magical damn moment. Yeah. This guy that didn't know how to deal with the fact that his son was gay and his son, you can imagine the pain oh. that he was going through. Mm. And and something changed that forced him to have a different perspective. It stretched his mind and all of a sudden different relationships formed. That's the gift of politics. Yeah. I couldn't that couldn't have, I couldn't have been part of that had I not had the privilege of being in a position like mayor. And so my point is, I'm not giving up on the damn political world. I'm not giving up on my party yet. I want no, to change it. No, we don't want it. you to. And I, I really believe it's, there's, you know, I go back to the 60s. There was a sense of optimism and mm-hmm. hopefulness. Mm-hmm. And it was taken away in Vietnam, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. it was taken away in that horrible year, 1968, 50 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Where Bobby Kennedy's assassinated, uh, Martin Luther King's assassinated. Uh, you got Johnson who says, I am not running for president again because he was exposed on the Vietnam War in the North. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and we're making up for that. And I want to make up for that. I, I just, I want to bring back that sense of spirit and pride and optimism and hopefulness. And, you know, I just think it's possible. It is possible. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Gavin Newsom. He's running for governor and uh, we got lots more to talk about. Ladies, girls, you want to know where to find the 
finest shoes at rock bottom prices? Well, girl, you better go to Shoe Dazzle. ShoeDazzle.com. Room millions of women say that Shoe Dazzle is their go-to site to see what's new and trending in shoes. Whether it's pumps, wedges, sandals, booties, booties. Oh, hey, you got any sling backs up in there? I have booties. <laughs> they have sneakers. They have flats if you care to wear flats. Uh-huh. Okay. If that's your thing. Somebody's got to do it, I guess. <laughs> and they have your feet covered. They also have super fashionable clothing and accessories. And when you visit ShoeDazzle.com for the first time, you take a style quiz. After that, you get a personalized shopping experience with your favorite styles rising right to the top. So it takes the you know guesswork out of it. You can shop as a guest or become a VIP. Spoiler! Becoming a VIP is by far the best way to shop, shop at Shoe Dazzle because you get 30% off retail prices and access tons of their exclusive sales and perks. Each month, Shoe Dazzle releases beautiful new styles. You go on the website, you check it out, and you decide if you want to buy something. If not, no problem. You just skip the month and pay nothing. Imagine your favorite store was offering you a discount on all merchandise for life, and all you had to do was check out what was new each month with absolutely no pressure to buy. Holla! That's the value of a Shoe Dazzle VIP membership. You'll love being a VIP if you go to ShoeDazzle.com slash now and sign up as a VIP. You'll get 50% off your entire order. Y'all, you heard right. Don't clean the wax out of your ear. <laughs> Just visit ShoeDazzle.com slash to get half off everything on the site. Do it today. The hottest styles are selling fast. ShoeDazzle.com slash RU. Gavin Newsom is here with us. He's lieutenant governor of California. He's running for governor of California. He was mayor of San Francisco. You know, San Francisco is my favorite American city. I, I love New York. I live in New I York. I know you love San I Francisco. I love New York. I, I go to San Francisco twice a year. And, you know, we live it up. We <laughs> we do. Actually, we took um, we take a helicopter ride all over the city. Oh, and I love, It's so now beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Right? But you Ooh. know what's interesting about mm. San Francisco is that there's um, there's this born in California, this 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 idea of I must call it socialism uh, <laughs> in San Francisco, where, you know, there are a lot of people downtown who are a little scary. Oh, we got a big homeless problem in San Francisco. But, Huge. but th- th- these are more than just people who, who missed a few paychecks and yes. uh, don't have a home. These are these people are who, are, who are life or yeah. psych- uh, have a lot of psychological things. And, big, big and issues. It's interesting. I want to hear your opinion of this because for tourism and maybe the Huge or problem. tech is probably tech is probably number one financial for San Francisco, but tourism is probably two, oh, yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. hospitality, yeah. tourism, yeah, retail. But um, you know, why has why is that still existing in San Francisco? Because we'll walk down the street and it's it's a little scary. So when I became mayor, we had about we counted about seven thousand people that were homeless in our city streets. I was successful in getting over 12,000 people off the streets. That's an actual number. Mm. And yet there are thousands of people still in the streets. Into the, shelters you're talking about? Uh, no, how, well, we three plus thousand in permanent supportive housing. We did. We were very aggressive. We reduced the street population 40%. Uh, and, and yet the reality remains uh, that things now have never been worse, not just in San Francisco, but LA, all across yes. the state of California. It's out of control. Here's why. 
overwhelming. I'm talking 90 plus percent of people you see in San Francisco are not from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I had I had heard that they were busing yeah, them all in. over Is the country, true? but all Where over the from? country, all over America. People look, you come to San Francisco for riches and new beginnings, whether mm-hmm. you're a wealthy venture capitalist or a young person that's, you know, out of college and you want to make a go of it or someone that's struggling. And San Francisco does more than about any other city in the United States. And with that comes a sense of responsibility, but also the burden. And that is manifested uh, very acutely in a city that also overlays its homeless services in and around the downtown shopping area. Yeah, No other city does it. Midtown Manhattan doesn't have a lot of homeless shelters and substance abuse treatment. Our methadone clinics are right there near the cable car turnaround. the Tenderloin, isn't it? The Tenderloin abuts the shopping district. And then our civic center abuts the Tenderloin on the other side. And so we have about 60 square blocks where 80% of our social services reside in our shelters and our supportive programs. And so there's a concentration there that's more visible than you'll see in most other cities as a consequence. It's not an excuse, but here's the problem. We have 24% of the nation's homelessness in California. 24%? 24%. And LGBT youth in particular, it's off the chart, particularly here in Los Angeles. And we're seeing a growing percentage of seniors out in the streets and sidewalks. It's a national disgrace manifesting here in the state of California disproportionately. And it's, I mean, I'm not here to promote my campaign plans, but I'll tell you, we haven't had a governor that's truly committed to tackling this issue. Mm-hmm. It can't be done just at the local level. Mayors need Mm-mm. support. Mm-hmm. You have to regionalize solutions. Uh, if folks are coming from all over the state or all over the nation, that means you need a national response, a statewide response. Sure. And because there's I'm a rehabilitation to. element that needs to happen. Because like you were saying, a lot of these people are mentally ill. They need to be helped. They need yeah. to be looked out for, not just given yeah. a place to stay. Yeah, I mean, look, shelters solve sleep, housing right. and supportive services solve homelessness. But you described the great challenge. It's that single adult population that's self-medicating out in the drug uh, right. in the streets, mm-hmm. right. right? With bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, right. paranoia. Sure. And you know, we've got real opioid issue that's mm-hmm. now manifesting in IV drug use, from meth to heroin. And that becomes an acute challenge. And then you've got, you're right, Haight-Ashbury, mm-hmm. sort of the traditions that are sort of progressive liberal San Francisco, mm-hmm. a lot of runaway youth sure. uh, yeah. that congregate down there. And again, a lot of social services in around that area. It's a vexing issue and it's becoming uh, a, a, it's becoming the, outside of affordability and the cost of housing in California, mm-hmm. it's becoming the dominant issue as I'm out and about. You're absolutely right. I remember in 1980, Reagan uh, closed up a lot of the sort of um, hospitals and and places for people with schizophrenia. uh, And they they ended up out on the street. And that's when the whole homeless explosion Mm. first started. And it seems that that trend has continued as the years go on, that there aren't services to sort of house those no. people. So they just, they're just out on the street. Out on the streets. And it's devastating to watch. The grace of God go any of us, particularly with mental health issues, which so many people are struggling with that are listening. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and listen, gosh. honey, we're all about two blood sugars away from, yeah. from going Great wacko. Yeah, yeah, right? You know, I, I hope you're not offended by wacko. but No, but the, two, two blood sugars away from a breakdown. 
breakdown. And, sure. and we're all there, especially with the current administration. Thank you. Yeah. We're all yeah. thinking that we could be there. And you know what? It could be us. Any given day, it could yeah. be us. It right. could be, And the yeah. scary thing is that these people are not being tended to the way they should be tended to. No, and you know, underscoring this, here's an interesting fact. Since 1995, we've shut down 2,800 acute psych beds in California. Wait, say that again. Since I, 1995, we shut down 44 facilities 2,800 beds. Why? That otherwise, because of- Affordability? Uh, because we just lacked intentionality, meaning we just stopped focusing, giving a damn. But then where's all caring, my tax money the, going? I'm paying all you. these taxes. I know you are. And it's not 40%, is north of it's, 50. Yeah, it's- and We are grateful. Yeah, I'm just here lot. to thank you. Yeah, 50 yeah. plus. But th- I'm closer here. to 60. Yes. And yet, all right. And yet, Let's just be real. It's 75 <laughs> grand <you>. a year. <laughs> For my daughter to go to college. Okay, Let we need to talk that about again. that. That's insane. Where are you going to college? She's going to read in Portland. Damn. Seventy-five thousand dollars. Oh, I'm getting. She's getting financial aid, and she's getting. Okay. I know, but uh, seventy-five thousand mm. dollars a year insane. to go to college. The norm is yeah. around forty to fifty. Yeah. Even cool. in Canada. I know. Mm. It used to be mm. free in California 30, 40 years ago. Free. Yeah. yeah. Free. UCLA, yeah. U, U, UC Santa Barbara, which is all these places are still 40 to 50 grand a year. When, when How you, is that fair? That when you do the full cost of attendance, about 15, 16, I serve on the UC regions, about $16,000 is the sticker price. But you're right. When you add oh. all of the transportation, housing, food, and books, you're Don't believe the sticker price. 35, 40 yes. plus thousand. Yes. And that's, quote unquote, a good deal compared to most other universities. It's insane. And by the way, we're losing a generation of folks on this. If we don't deal with this debt crisis, $1.3 trillion as it relates to student loans, that's the next big crisis. I know we talked about banking crisis in the past. These kids cannot afford to pay off their debts. And by the way, it makes them less risk-oriented. Meaning what defines the greatness of America is our entrepreneurial spirit. If you've got 50 to 100 grand of debt, you're not necessarily willing to take risks sure. in life. Yeah. And so that entrepreneurial spirit wanes and it's a big issue. So look, I've been fighting against tuition increases. This is something I care deeply about. We need to significantly fund our institutions of higher learning. Again. And again. Nine grand yeah. a year to go to Oxford if you're from the UK. That's it? Wow. Nine grand is their cap. 9,000 pounds or? pounds, but still that's like 12. Okay, yeah. fine. That's At a little better. At any university. That's insane. Capped out nine. Yeah. It's what made America what America is today that we invested in our institutions of higher learning we built the finest system in the world the rest of the world is catching up to us and if we do not address this issue we are no longer going to be that competitive nation that we all preach no it's true you know i we've been doing this podcast for many years i don't think we've done a podcast with this this many numbers in i'm sorry i'm trying to know no one likes numbers no i'm trying to follow it and i've done pretty well so far with (laughs) it yeah but my brain i did not here's the number you need to remember Five, June 5th. Yes. June 5th is the only number you need to remember because we want people to get out vote. and vote. We got to make somehow make get make voting and politics sexy for young people. I know, people. make it sexy. I like yeah, that. Like we make have volunteering to. sexy, make contribution. Right, I agree. Yeah. But it's not, it's not. You watch these ads and I look, I'm part of that problem too. I get it. You see the negativity. You right. see people shouting at each other, past yeah. each other. 
it's tough. I, but that'll it, never go away. It's by the way, we always say it's never been worse. Man, no one. I mean, you go back. They were shooting each other. Back oh in the my day. god! No, you well, think it's bad now? I mean, like literally true. shooting each other. True. Well, I <laughs> will. I will be voting for you. Thank you. And I because I I've followed you for many years, and I think you're fantastic. I think your family's fantastic. What can people out there listening do to help you if they're if they're if they feel about you the way I do? Aside from voting, because we will vote. What else can we do to help you? Well, just I hope amplify. I mean, you know what? I, and I know this this may sound trite and sort of almost patronizing. Just do something in life. You know, you have everybody's expression is unique. Learn from, don't follow others. Mm-hmm. Have the courage not to be in this. I, that's, I'm not just indulging you. This is why you're so fabulous is you've been saying this your entire life and you've been that example. Mm-hmm. And and. I think people are just so scared and so fearful that they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. When in fact, everybody has something special to contribute. You don't have to be like somebody else to do something extraordinary, as long as you just have the confidence in who you are. And I think that to me is the inspiration. We need leaders mm-hmm. and leaders can be found anywhere. You don't need to be a mayor. You don't need to be a governor to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And so I just want people to amplify. You have agency. You're not a bystander in the world. You can shape the future. And so for me, that's that's why I'm in politics. And if that's a message I can communicate, people can amplify uh, their lives by participating in supporting other people. That's a, a special thing that ultimately allows me to feel like my life has had meaning and purpose because it's helped amplify others. Yeah, that's the advantage effect. Vanjie. Of course. This it is the Miss Vanjie. That's right. That's what it's all about. And you know what? Just like we talked about with our children raising children, you know, it begins at home. It really does begin at home. The change begins with us. Each one of us going out and voting yeah. is honestly the way forward. Because if we don't vote, we can't bitch. Yeah. So we need to get out there it's and true. vote so we can affect change. And yeah. you talk about things staying at home. Can I just make a little, little thing? Because this Please. is really important to me. You know the number one predictor of whether or not you're going to end up in the criminal justice system. The number one predictor is how many words you speak in kindergarten. Really? It's the number one predictor. Wait a minute. Say that. So if you don't speak a lot in kindergarten, you... It's the number one predictor. It's not determinative, meaning it doesn't guarantee anything. Mm-hmm. But it's the most meaningful predictor of whether or not someone is going to end up in the criminal justice system is how many words they speak in kindergarten. My point is this, 85% of the brain is fully developed by the time you are three. Uh And for those young mothers out there, people that are aspiring to be parents, uh, fathers as well, read to your kids, talk to your kids, sing to your kids. Those first three years Mm -hmm. is everything. Mm-hmm. It's literally the 45 million words that are heard in a high income family versus mm-hmm. 13 million in a low income. Mm-hmm. They call it the 32 million word gap by the time you enter into kindergarten. There's nothing that will change the course of this country more than changing the lives of those zero to three and engaging and communicating uh, that to first time mothers. Half the births in California are mothers that are, are bearing kids that are going to be born into poverty. One mm-hmm. half. Mm. And not all those mothers are aware of those critical first three years. So when we talk about things beginning at home, yep. we've got to begin at the beginning. And I just think that's an, a powerful point. And that it's a message we need really, to really, really interesting. And that would almost explain why some of the, uh, the conservatives would want to cut the programs to teach kids, you know. It's, it's disgraceful. They it want to cut disgraceful. Head Start programs, yeah. early Head Start preschool Music programs. Music for kids. These don't care. That's not family values. Yeah. When you don't value families, these guys don't. 
Right, right. It's outrageous. No, forgive me the partisanship, but it, that's a fundamental difference between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. I'm also going to throw something out there for yeah. you being the mother to teenagers. Yes, no, God, I know how you do it. Well, it's 16. You already scared me with that story. 16 and 18. I'm barely, mm-hmm. oh, barely getting through it. Mm-hmm. I'm warning you about your girls. I get, I know what but, but a big platform for my 18-year-old who's about to go to read is education reform because the Common Core and the curriculum in this state is disgusting teachers do not know how to teach anymore in our school system Uh, they don't give a shit if you're lucky you get one or two that like connect with the kids my Mm -hmm. daughters both of them but my older one suffered greatly from major major depression nobody cared Mm, nobody uh, i know you don't not everybody knows how to deal with it but she is so angry at the way they teach yeah that that's her platform like she wants to go into that kind of i love it education reform and one of my big platforms is bringing wellness centers into our public schools to deal with physical and adolescent mental health it is so fundamental if if, god mental health crisis in this country i know we've touched on it from the manifestation of homelessness Mm -hmm. but for our young kids the stress we put them under the pressures they're under no idea you have no idea how bad it is for that age group no. So you're saying wellness school. centers in school. I yeah. say, I, I hear here and I say, let's do discos in school. Yeah. I want discos. Lunchtime discos. Yeah. Remember the wig party? Yeah. Want yeah. Discos. I want we discos. We need to start the wig party. That's our platform. I'm sorry. This we're going to have to it. run against you. No, I'm in trouble. I better get this election <laughs> over with. I'm going to run for vice president. You're running for VP? Drew's going to be president. Oh, man. I'll take you over Pence any day. Yes. Conversion therapist. What the hell is that? Conversion therapy. Can we have that conversation oh my god how is this guy vice president we talk about trump that's our backup i know no seriously he needs to be wiped out with him because he was Mm. in collusion with him he knows everything that whole fucking cabinet needs to be shredded (laughs) well there's one theory is that the pendulum has swung so far the pendulum has swung so far to the left maybe the 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 silver lining is the fact that it's going to swing so far to the right maybe this maybe susan sarandon is right maybe this will be the thing that gets young people to go i'm gonna get involved if it isn't then we are in trouble this is our moment i know now it's not in the future later is too late you're right you're right so is there still time for people who aren't registered is there still time for them to go online immediately immediately but even if you're you're not registered for june you can get registered for November. November. So yeah. there's no excuse. Does one matter more than the other? I mean, ultimately, the November, November is okay. everything, but you want to shape things in June, but November is everything. And, yeah. and it's just, it's critical. Just, and by the way, you go online, it's so easy. And then you figure out if you want to vote on election day. I never just, thought they cared. This yeah. is all new to me this year. No. Like yeah. my husband telling me, no, you have to vote for midterms. I never thought Mm-hmm. They mattered really. Right, right, it does right. Matter. Oh my god! Well, that's why I asked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking literally dozen votes here, two dozen votes there. Yeah. Sure. Literally the yeah. direction of the country. I mean, remember it was less than seventy thousand votes, and then oh, yeah. you got this guy in the White House. Yeah. Oh, in those three goodness. states, yeah. that's the sixty-eight thousand. Unbelievable. 70,000 people at my family reunion. (laughs) So you can go to GavinNewsom.com to find out more information. Absolutely. And on Twitter, you are... uh, At Gavin Newsom. At Gavin Newsom. that's it. So much great stuff coming out of you. And I I think that there's a a bright future. You got my vote. Thank you. Mine too. We're going to do a lot of stuff. We got a lot of work to do here on this planet. Now, I'm actually proud to be a California 
Californian. You should be in baby. this moment. Yeah. You know? Good. It's, I appreciate. It. We well, appreciate. That. Thank you so much for joining us uh, again for Jennifer's uh, Newsom's movie. It's the mask you live in, and and the other one is misrepres misrepresentation. Mis misre I went to high school with her actually. <laughs> misrepresentation. So good. Yeah. So good. And uh, she's the treasurer <laughs> of the wig party. Yeah, she is she's the treasurer. The treasurer of the wig party. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So Gavin Newsom. Uh, you meet at the disco. Yeah, you know, actually, in, in high school, I won best Afro and best dancer uh, because we had the breakfast club in the morning in our junior high school. And to get kids to school early because we were late, you know, they would play an hour of disco music. And everybody would come. That's fun. And then you'd go to classes afterwards. And I won Best Dancer that year because uh, because I know how to dance. And you were there to dance. Every <laughs> and I was morning. there to dance every morning. Wasn't late to school. I wasn't good in school, but I was but there on up. time. Yeah. You showed up like with your platform. Exactly. So everybody go out and vote and register get, to get vote this. if you're not registered. That's yeah. right. Because voting is sexy. Consciousness yeah. is sexy. Yeah. You like that. Thank you so you much, like Gavin yeah. Newsom, and uh, good luck with everything. Grateful. Thank and you. And Michelle Visage, until fun. next time, yes, darling. darling. Yes. Bye. Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.